and welcome to the Riff Raff and Rory podcast. On this podcast, I aim to inspire change by speaking to people that I relate to, and we'll be discussing a range of topics, subjects including trauma, adversity, healing, and mental health and well-being. I cherish my inner being, and I'm on a journey to stay grounded, living in the present, reflecting on the past, and looking forward to the future. This week's guest is Andrea Story. Andrea is an ego trauma and biofeedback specialist who works with people to overcome and quickly release emotional pain and trauma by digging into the subconscious stories and illusionary beliefs that are bought into based on the programming of the ego. Ego disconnects us from our authentic selves and true nature, which is pure love energy. She works with people who are feeling shame, guilty, stressed, depressed, anxious, fearful, angry, self-loathing, and people who are self-harming and idealizing suicide. She has spent over 18 years self-harming. She was suicidal and also addicted to both drugs and alcohol and has tried years of medications and therapy programs available in Western mental health medicine. Releasing trauma goes beyond the limitations of the third dimension of consciousness, which is why nothing has helped her before. She uses a biofeedback device similar to EEG technology to scan the body's electromagnetic field to see which stressors are highly impacting the body's health, function and well-being. It picks up mineral deficiencies to emotional trauma, to ulcers, to lung carcinoma. It scans 11,000 stressors and rates them at values that allow you to immediately make changes to better support your body in both physical, mental and spiritual health. She is a holistic practitioner and light worker whose goal is to serve humanity and raise the consciousness of the planet through love. Ego and artificial intelligence, limiting beliefs, Biomagnetic fields, clubhouse, trauma and disorders, awareness, energy vibrations, riffraff and chaos, patterns and behaviors, internal connection, thought patterns, matrices, creativity, natural state, polarization, love and gratitude, psychological and mental awareness, language, addiction and expectations, culture and history, connection, Land and love, self-imagery, 
biofeedback. These are the words that connect us to this week's episode. Okay, so welcome to the Riff Raff and Rory podcast. Today, my guest is from the other side of the Atlantic Ocean. Um, good morning, Andrea. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I just had my lunch, and I appreciate you're just after rolling out on your breakfast. So I uh, appreciate the level of uh, where you are this morning in a cold Toronto. Similarly here, it's bright in Ireland, but slightly chilly in May for whatever reason we're starting to warm up i think similar to yourselves maybe um but listen what i'll leave you to do maybe is just give us a quick intro from your own side maybe on your own maybe uh background current context of where you are and then we can build out on today's theme which is energy awesome thank you so much so my name is andrea story i'm an ego specialist or a trauma specialist and also a biofeedback specialist. So I work with people and uh, their wellness overall, um, but primarily with the program Ego. So it's actually an artificial intelligence um, that we as a collective adopted about 10,000 years ago. And in this time in history, it's actually being... um, deconstructed collectively. So not a lot of people are aware that it's even a program. Um, So without that awareness, it's kind of harder to um, take that in and then break it down. So um, I help people come to that awareness and kind of understand what it means and how it impacts their life. And then we kind of go into these programs like it's literally like a computer program, how it operates in our brain. So we kind of go into these programs in their brain and how it affects their life and how to overcome these limiting beliefs as they kind of um, manifest into. And then it allows them to become more free to be a more powerful creator and have their reality be exactly what they want it to be. Um, And then with biofeedback... I, um, it's, everyone has a radiating electromagnetic field that kind of reaches eight feet beyond their body. So this machine that I have, it, uh, reads those electromagnetic signals and you can also influence this, um, this biofield as well as, uh, read it. So it goes both ways. Um, So this machine picks up body imbalances. It can read whether or not your body's acidic or alkaline. Um, If you have vitamin or mineral deficiencies, parasites. Um, And so with these two things that I use, um, both internally and then internally in your body and then internally in your brain, it allows me to help you be the best version of yourself and and really um, get in touch with who you really are and how you can live the life that you want to live. Like you'll be healthy and mentally healthy. So um, yeah, personally, these two things have been the only thing that have helped me come out of depression, anxiety, suicidal ideation for like self-harm for over 10 years. So this is why I'm such a fan and such a supporter of this uh, kind of work, which is not related to the Western um, medical way of doing things in the west so that is well yeah. that's a lot uh, but it's so uh 
precise and focused and very clear. Like, it's very interesting, maybe for the background of the context um, with uh, the conversation of where we've spoken to so, so far, is like, uh, there's an app Clubhouse for those of the world that haven't come across Clubhouse yet. As you said, it's nearly the crossover on, you know, uh, Western medicine and where we are in the world, there's nearly a secret uh, that is bearing fruit across the world called Clubhouse, which please God will be rolled out internationally in time. But as the beta at the moment is uh, just live on iOS, it's a very limited um, but very powerful application. So as you're right in saying, it's funny that I suppose nearly I'm just thinking I'm going to jump straight into it, that literally I find the way I am emotionally, like, for example, I was diagnosed recently with bipolar type 2, as we said in a previous conversation, um, and like I still feel like there was more. And as you mentioned there, the things like unpacking trauma that I feel like on my own discovery with my psychotherapist that I had come across what I felt like was borderline uh, personality disorder type like symptoms. And then speaking to you, it's more like Rory, all of the treatment from the Western medicine that we are being prescribed or medicated is nearly a guide towards our conversation here, as in it's signposts because look, don't get me wrong, medication and uh, therapy and all these other things are fantastic supports, but I feel like I'm nearly kind of signposting myself that in time, like for example, I have a dialectical behavioral therapy book in my bag that I want to start, but at the same time, my head's like, Rory, you're not at the right place yet. Like you're, you're on the right way. And it's like maybe a gratitude journal that I've done maybe in the last few years, you will go through it in time mm -hmm. um, and you will practice those things and unpack the emotions. But it's like anything, you're not at the nucleus yet to know where you go. Aha. I haven't hit that aha moment for myself internally. And again, as you mentioned, there's two sides to this. So as you said, the ego, um, very much a problem that I face myself. Um, and then with the biofeedback, again, two parts to this conversation. So as we mentioned, maybe what we might focus on, I said energy as the theme. Well, what way do you want to let this flow? Do you want to let it flow towards maybe, I know biofeedback is more technical and whatnot. We could keep this simple, as we said before, and go with the ego. Um, yeah. Because I feel like, especially this week, just maybe to give some context, just to throw a bombshell out there, that um, like I found myself really off this week. And mm -hmm. what I mean by off, for any of those uh, people that don't understand that, is like that my sense of awareness in my own space wasn't very focused. Um, I could feel myself making mistakes. I wasn't very clear. And there was a lot of internal like warfare, honestly, is the language that I come out with, which, again, like is one of the main points that at the moment I'm working on my own self-image. So correct me if I'm wrong in the sense that, as you said, with suicidal ideation or maybe, as I say, uh, depression or any of those types of uh, symptoms, like, is it something on your own journey that brought you through that challenge with the ego because the one thing i'm finding at the moment is my limiting beliefs are so hard and extremely painful to break down like nearly breaking down the walls if you will literally internally and that energy as you said with the magnetic stuff we'll come back to that in biofeedback maybe at another point but at the same time it just creates such 
level of um what would you call the phrase simply like your vibration like your vibration is very like all over the place like i know that wasn't very well said now but at the same time essentially with all of the words i'm trying to put into that sentence it even gives the example that i'm not even clear on what i'm trying to say so essentially that in itself is what i'm struggling with okay so like the judgment of yourself 100 percent. yeah like even describing that because me sitting here i listening to you you described it perfectly like i didn't even think that so i i love everything that you've you've said and and brought up because it's like exactly what i think so many people are struggle struggling with and like, even the fact that you're aware that there's something more going on is so important because that's, what's going to bring you into overcoming those limiting beliefs. And the best part of it is that it's all ego. So, yeah. so you can go through it and it is a process, but little by little, you kind of chip off these, like, like if you were a statue, you, you chip it off and <laughs> So it's, it's really exciting when, when, um, you know, when people who have like pretty severe, um, mental health struggles, like you and I have both experienced or are experiencing to know that there is something that's causing this and having us play in this space and that it can be, um, you know, changed or released. So I'll, I'll kind of go into one thing that you said, mistakes they don't actually exist. Okay. This is really fun. Um, so, um, so I, I was I was even going to say what fun. Like, do you want me to set the scene on an example to give you more context? Would that be better? Uh, sure, if you want to, go ahead. So, just to make it easier for someone maybe that maybe doesn't understand this, to simplify it for people that maybe don't correlate this. As you said, you know, people have been through struggles there. To give it to people in a sense that it's easier for them to understand, I was doing a lot of work recently. Actually, all this stems from Canada. So for any of you out there that are intrigued by trauma or pain or any of those symptoms, there's a lot of work that you can do on a journey called Family Constellation. So through a doctor in uh, Canada, again, all the Canadians are flying the flags these days, which is great, um, is called Dr. Gabor Mate. So essentially it's called a compassionate inquiry. So again, it's introspection. A lot of these things come through a lot of therapy in Western medicine, as in, you know, introspective work, essentially, as you said. But I feel like a lot of the stuff in Western medicine nearly just kind of gives you even the phrase. I, no, don't get me wrong. I haven't gone in depth to the practice with dialectical behavioral therapy, but I still feel like it would only be like you would get the cover of the book. You know, it's like it's not deep enough and it's mm -hmm. not quick enough. That's the problem. Like, you know, therapy could go through in six months or whatever it might take to get through it or even a year, as far as I understand in Ireland. What you need for the level of intensity with my emotions, especially, I know that I need something quick and intense to meet those um, emotions or even the energy to keep it simple to meet that energy. Um, like the great example I heard yesterday was money. Like say I work in sales that like when someone brings up money, it's a wavelength and an intensity. So say the higher the figure, the more energy that comes with it and people get, you know, changed in their own vibration with that. Yeah. So very simply the example the other day was that, I was dropping a family member uh, to get the vaccination. So mm -hmm. 
this location is a previous hotel that my grandfather built. So I was doing a lot of internal introspection in the hotel as I'm walking around. Now, the hotel has since changed hands, right? But at the same time, it still looks kind of like a bit shabby, to be honest, right? Mm -hmm. At the same time, when you correlate that 100 years ago in Ireland, there was a civil war at this time. And now we have a war internally, right? That there's just warfare. That's where the language is starting to come from. And at the same time, the fact that they were doing vaccinations in the hotel, it just felt like the middle of a war. I was just like, this is a live like movie. This is exactly what you'd see in a movie. On like a frontline World War One or whatever it might be when you see it on a screen. These types of uh, analogies come from a lot of things. You might see the phrase, you know, live your life like a movie and live the life like it's your last day. If you start to live that way, as you said, when you go through suicidal ideation and all these things, people start to live their life a lot more in the present because they're a lot more focused and they're a lot more aware. Hence where we are talking about sharpness on these points. The contradiction on this image is like, when I was walking around the hotel, a lot of the stuff that I've come across recently would be like, say, from The Dark Knight or The Dark Knight Rises, okay? So my inner side, as in riffraff, so my nickname is riffraff, this is where the anarchy comes in, okay? So essentially, it's like an agent of chaos. So the ego just takes over. Like, I was walking around... My family members had no idea. For the whole 24 hours, I kept asking people, would you notice anything now about me, you know, just in any vibrational change? And not one of them picked it up. And every time I was just like, oh, dear Lord, how stark someone that struggles with mental health Mm -hmm. uh, struggles in society because essentially they can't be themselves. Like, you can't let that ego out. It's like, even as we were talking about prior to this, like the whole launch literally with Coldplay's new song, essentially is all about letting that inner astronaut out, like letting the freedom. And even when I say that, the release, and I can feel the relief. So like, it's a really, really stark contrast that I feel my inner ego or myself in an image is like, Rory that's nice and peace and calm and humble and very, I suppose, modest in my own way in a Buddhist type situation. Or the opposite side then when I my nickname like which also has a positive side can be playful and all the rest of it that's a lot on my own side as well but the real contradiction in the emotion that comes in is the anarchy and that is so dangerous because like that it comes with aggression intensity and again it just takes over um and it does have very little limits to be honest and that's where i suppose you put yourself in real danger yeah wow thank you for sharing um so much of what you said, I think is, um, relatable and, um, yeah, like the ego is going to create chaos and hold you or keep you stuck in chaos with the way that you have built those belief systems throughout your life. So when those, um, when that aggression, that intensity comes up, it's something that we've learned and something that we've kind of become used to. And I would say unconscious to, because it's just a pattern. Like Exactly, and, yeah. Right? And I've, I, t- I told you as well, I experienced that aggression. Like I've been arrested for like hitting people more than once. So I get it. And it's like in that moment, it, you lose all control. 
And it's, it's like, you know, and then ego has you asking what's wrong with me. Um, you know, I, I'm uncontrollable. Some, um, something's wrong with me. These are all examples of stories that we then adopt from our behavior, which is also just a learned pattern. So right. if you learned a pattern, you can also unlearn that pattern, which I find comforting because, you know, that's why I went into, you know, I don't belong in this world because, you know, if I'm going to be aggressive, you know, I don't want to hurt anybody and I don't want to hurt myself. Right. And the one point on that that I was actually really scared of this week was, did you ever find when you get into those places mentally that literally it goes even above uh, borderline, like as in my fear that kicked in then, which was a new one, was like, Rory, this is nearly psychosis in a sense yeah. that like that's borderline, like, I don't even know, is it schizophrenic? I'm not sure, but... The fact that you're even above like what I thought was like my level of my interpretation of where I am, like clearly it's like Rory, you have a lot more work to do. But again, you're getting there. You know, you're actually, as you said, you're chipping away as you used the analogy earlier, which I love the kind of statue thing. You're you're you have the focus on it, and all of a sudden yeah. now that you're pressing against it, you're getting further and further into the roots. Yes, 100%. So as you get closer to um, taking, or as, as when you get closer to um, deconstructing the ego, it's going to fight back harder. So that's why you're feeling this internal. And that's, and that's where I'm really scared. Don't be, because fear is also ego. So just so, so I'm going to invite you to get to a place of knowing that you're getting closer to being more connected to your higher self, to your true self. And it's, um, you know, ego is going to also kind of come in from every angle. So, yeah, you know, exactly. that's, that's where like, like, I feel like, uh, is it the analogy of like a dam? And like, mm -hmm. at the moment, I feel like I'm putting, uh, what do you call it, band-aids all over the dam. And it's nearly like where, please God, in a few weeks, I'm looking to go to a retreat that I can just literally... Uh, break down everything detox as you say like with the biofeedback kind of thing just mm -hmm. literally go hard reset fully but at the same time where it is at the moment the fact that it's about to break and the fact that it's taking all the hits yeah. it's telling you a lot of things because as yes. you said it is a mental war like it has been so hard this week like you wake up and you're just your head is like all over the place yeah and then people around you don't have a clue what's going on you're like but at the same time when you see this thing like in a movie, it would simply be, I suppose, uh, graphically created as someone in pain, like to be roaring and shouting. And probably the simplest thing that comes up is someone in a mental uh, institution, they'd be on a bed or say whatever, and they'd be screaming and roaring. Or I don't know. That That's the first thing that comes to mind anyway. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, so just know that you're, you're getting even closer and you're doing an amazing job. And then the people around you who aren't noticing, they're just um, playing in a lower vibration yeah. and they're less connected to themselves. So um, yeah, and that's okay. Um, but no, so it's good to have those things because like when they're lower and you're higher, like the lower that they are, the quicker that they can bring you back online. You know, as in like, well... What I saw this week, I could be wrong in this saying that when you're maybe in that 
really uh, high vibration, for example, that if someone's in a really low vibration, no, to be fair, sorry, the people that are on me at the moment are in a fairly steady vibration. So what you need, like what, say I did this morning, for example, in the sense of how to balance it out was going to the graveyard to visit uh, my grandfather and my grand uncle's grave. So like that whole level of the vibration then is like the spiritual connection. That's why I find if I don't connect that spirituality, yes. it's just the vibration energy. It, honestly, it's just like trying to dodge traffic. If you don't have that spiritual connection, I find I can do the emotional work, I can do the physical work, but the spiritual piece, whether people believe in faith, religion, I was nearly thinking this morning, actually kneeling on my grandfather's grave, that when people say, oh, are you religious? It's nearly in a modern context. Are you psychological? Like, are you, that was my phrase this morning. I was thinking, like, are you aware of your own mind? Yes. And like the level of how that mind is so powerful, I think is at the untapped potential of like, we only use 2% or whatever they say in that phrase that now you're starting to open all these layers and your mind becomes so much more aware that it becomes like a solitary place when you go to visit a graveyard where people are nearly afraid of it. That just tells you the irony in society, like the society and patterns and all these yeah. other things are very, I suppose, systematic in their own right. But it's just exactly like um, Coldplay was saying last night. COVID, if anything, shows you how pressing the likes of the global systems are wrong and the likes of yourself and my journey, as in more that you're practicing this work, that I'm doing it for myself, yes, but like as in from a profession point of view, that your type of role in society is so important because people don't even realize it yet that a lot of what's actually harmful, be it to physical or mental disease, this is across the board, that this is the work yes. that people realize and think, oh, like for example, oh, we have cancer and all of a sudden let's bring them in for chemo. It's like, hold on a second, if we worked on ourselves with the ego, like... Yeah. Yeah, oh my God. Like, you know how they snap in like poetry slams when somebody says something super that gives you chills? That's what I'm doing because I love the way that you put that. And um, even referring to like, are you psychological? Like, are you doing self-study? Yeah, are you exactly. looking at your thought patterns? Like, this is what heals you if you will because even with cancer like everything is energy so if you Correct. go back to where things manifest it starts with your thought patterns you create your reality depending on how how you think which is your energy which is what you're sending out so um like for example women who get breast cancer it's because um you know it starts with a thought pattern and I know this is like, can be quite controversial, um, but I believe it's women who overgive. And, um, you know, it starts with that vibration of uh, like self-resentment or um, self-loathing and that manifests in physical ways. So it's like, if you have a limiting belief that has to do with money, guess what's gonna show up in your reality? a fear of money or a lack of money. So you can put this with anything. So we see in social media now, especially is are people saying, you know, I went through my spiritual awakening. Now I create my own reality. So 
So if we're going to stick with this framework, which is the, the trueness and, and our true nature, you can apply that to anything, which includes disease, which includes your career, which, which includes mental health. Um, and, and one thing I did want to touch on is like which dimensional plane you're playing in. So we, we have two um, going on right now on Earth. We have, well, actually three. We have uh, uh, 2D, the second dimension, 3D, um, the third dimension. And then we're going into as an Earth, as a collective, the fifth dimension. So um, the inverted 3D matrix is where we were all playing um, before for about 10,000 years. Now we've got, um, it's, it's more, it's like a limited consciousness. So in this inverted 3D matrix, uh, we buy into the ideas of polarity and separation and um, good and bad, right and wrong, mistakes, failure and success. These are all just ideas. Control, nobody else can actually control what you're doing. So the whole COVID situation is literally a wake-up call for our entire earth to step into their empowerment um, or be empowered and step into their power to create um, with their free will because we actually just come here uh, to learn. So it's, so it's very interesting to kind of watch people step into their awareness and their self-study and really get connected with themselves because then they look around and it's exactly what you said. Wait a second, these institutions, these um, you know systems that we've been living under and allowing to control us, uh, quote unquote, control us for all these years aren't working. If you look around you, how many people are happy? Yeah, exactly. With their lives? So, so it's, it's a really exciting time because it's a time where we are all going to get to know who we really are and why we came here and what we really want to do with our lives. Because, you know, I always used to say as a kid, really, all I get to do in my life is go get a job, then go get married and have kids and then just like pay taxes and drive to work and traffic every day. That's what my life on this beautiful earth is going to be. No. No, it's not. It's just, you know, those were the systems that were in place and people accepted it because we were so removed from our true selves that we, we didn't even take the time to look around and say, this is kind of, you know, not the kind of life I want to live. So, and I, and I, and then with you and I, for example, because we've experienced such intense mental fluctuations we've had more time to kind of sit there and be like, uh, this sucks, I want this to change. So people who may not experience those intense emotions of like anger and violence and um, you know, hatred and um, you know, like severe self-judgment um, may have been more steady, yes, but then, you know, some of these ideas that come in are, maybe will be harder to accept because they haven't, you know, stepped back from society and been with themselves and really questioned like their own reality and the, and the external reality and like the collective reality of the earth. Whereas I know we've both done that a uh, very good amount.
<laughs> yeah, and it's like there's so many good points there. Like the first thing that jumps to mind is like even in society, like where someone might say something so small, and where then like it's like some people would say, oh, you know, don't overthink it, and you know, you know, stop thinking about it. When you're in a very deep thinker and your emotions run you, like all of a sudden it's like putting a shotgun and a bazooka together and trying to walk out in front of it and say, don't pull the trigger. It's already <laughs> after going off when you hit the mine in front of it. In the sense that like you're, it's a lost battle. You get through it, but you come back with one hand going, yeah, well, what happened there? And at the same time, it's like with everything, as you said there, like one of the things I heard recently, I'm a big fan of Simon Sinek. And um, he was saying, like, even in the 70s and 80s, like, all these modern beliefs, like, for example, mass layoffs, right? Mm -hmm. They were all introduced because it became a trend. All these are, as you said, a behavior pattern. Mm -hmm. These things didn't exist before. Like, corporate punishment. Go back another bit. Like, friendly warfare. Like, it's just the world, like, go back 150 years, I'd say... Before a lot of this, it was all, you know, basic, but there was still war. You know, people survive and people have that instinct to try and create. And there is always going to be chaos. No matter how much we try and create this perfect world and modern society, there is going to be, like, the phrase uh, at the moment where it's like nearly that the weaker will fall unfortunately that's the way life is like it's a fight for survival like if it a case is like covid and a, a, like a mass wipeout of the weaker like I, I hate to say that but at the same time it's like if you were to look at like trying to say right if we needed to save the world and the world health organization were like right we only have one option here we need to do a b and c to get the world back online with global warming and sustainability the first thing they're going to do is it's survival of the fittest they're going to put the young and the mothers up, right? Protect them. How can we get the most strength out of this and pull the world back on track? As you said, the more time we spend in lockdown, the more introspection that goes on, the more that the world should go back to normal. But at the same time, when it goes back to normal, we don't want it to go back to the way it was. We want that new normal. Like, as you said, we're sick of all this. Like, I have no interest when I'm even thinking of, you know, possibly a change in the next few months, going into cities and traffic and all these things. I said, you want to be able to create, you want to be able to do it on the way to work that you're being productive, whatever it is. You know, you can walk out of bed this morning, and you said, and technology gives us so much. Like, I even saw something yesterday online where it was like, uh, there's a valley somewhere in the world that essentially they're using AI technology to try and help it become a world heritage site. It's like, it was so much concern about protecting these places. But then yet again, you know, even recently I heard in Dublin this week, the biggest problem is people dropping cigarette butts like we can't do this all together as in just one organization like the world health organization i know i'm going on a bit of a tangent but it's like anything everything here is self-reflective the whole environment that we live in if it's chaos outside it's clear as day that people feel like that internally and as you said people are not happy they will tell you they're happy but that is complete bs right so one thing I will address, um, the fight for survival. That's actually an idea as well. Really? So it's actually under ego. It's under the inverted 3D matrix of, you know, I have to survive, um, you know, because because we're creators of our own reality, right? So Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a very good point, actually. I didn't know that. 
that's that's okay. Like I a year and a half ago, I didn't know this either. Like I would have never um said this. Um, but um, and and we're never gonna go back to the way it was. That's the whole point of this global upheaval is to create new and create better. And even with the like there will always be chaos, like I don't believe that and because our natural state is peaceful. Our true, natural state true. is collaborative and loving. Like essentially our beings are light beings. Light equals energy. We're just energy and that highest vibrational energy that we are um, in a natural place of is love. So, yeah, actually, sorry. Maybe that's no, very much me thinking that at the moment. Obviously very hopeful, yeah that would be the end goal is like looking through the back of your window. There is just peace and hope and love hundred percent. Yeah. And I, um, that's, I, that's what the earth is going to be like. And at one time it was like that. And then we as a collective were like, okay, yeah, we'll make it more interesting. We'll, we'll adopt these polarized beliefs. So you can always go back to this um, questioning of if, if, if you're experiencing something you can ask like, is this polarized? If it's polarized, it's based in ego. So then you can kind of like ask questions. Can you, like, just for context, give us an example maybe? Yeah, so good and bad. That's okay. polarized. One oh, side, yeah, 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 yeah. Side, I actually right said this wrong. on a video this morning where right. the example was this week that if you told a skier to yeah. avoid the poles, what happens? Or the trees? hit the trees it's like anything if you label those thoughts good and bad as you say it you just have to trust that the journey and you follow that journey in the pathway yeah very better very well said so so it's like okay if somebody's like oh you know um you were really angry yesterday that's bad and then you feel guilt for that first of all what's happened there is that you uh bought into the idea that you did something wrong not true. You can't ever do anything wrong. And then that person is actually judging themselves for when they're angry, and then they're just projecting it onto you. So when we take this idea into our experiences, um, you can kind of notice where people are at. If they are, um, you know, if they're judging you, they're judging them. And you don't actually have to accept that energy. You can just um, be more aware of what they're saying and how it makes you feel. And then if you start to feel like guilt or shame or anger or any of these other like low vibrational, um, uh, like slow density um, vibrations, you can address that and be like, wait, I don't need to feel guilt for being angry because it's something I'm just working through. And it's a polarized um, idea that it's wrong to feel this emotion especially at this time, right? Because we've all adopted different belief patterns. Some chose to adopt more intense experiences like having mental health um, experiences and some people didn't choose that. So, so labeling anything is not wrong, is just a old world idea. So as we move farther away from what we've experienced, we're stepping into more love and gratitude for every experience we have 100 percent, and it's like that way even yesterday i saw a video on 
children doing gratitude letters to their grandparents and family members. And like the one thing that I even say when I come to warfare, it's funny that um, everything that I do is from a place of gratitude. And it's like nearly when I do a lot of my gratitude gestures, I'd essentially call them love bombs. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, the world, as you said, with the limiting beliefs that are currently in place in society, Mm-hmm. They just don't understand it. And then the first thing they think is an outlier is there, let's lock them up, you know, in the sense is that the actual act was from a place of good. And it's like they can't understand it. And they're like, hold on a second, this is so unusual. Let's lock them away. You know, why do we need to change? But at the same time, those points like COVID, as you said, should be a clear indicator that people need to change. It's like, as you said, we can't just keep going with the patterns and structures that were once there like the one thing that keeps coming up at the moment as i said with schools like with the positive psychology that you can implement and like emotional awareness yeah i'm not sure what it's like in canada but like there's one or two schools that i've come across in ireland but like it's not even anywhere near the level it needs to be like you know psychological awareness and emotional intelligence should be one of the main pillars through primary or like you know um, elementary school and rolling it out to high school like that should be the cornerstone of the education how do people like <laughs> learn about themselves and actually adopt into the world like you can add on languages and all the other things now in fairness languages to be fair are probably one thing that come to mind because they're a very craft creative uh, space for your mind to work with anything can be learned essentially if you don't understand yourself you're always going to run into problems exactly that was the whole like structure of these systems though were to um, operate that way. So again, that's why we're moving towards this new dimensional plane where we have access to higher le- levels of consciousness, where we are teaching our children how to know themselves, how to um, be connected to themselves, how to practice gratitude, how to practice self-love. Like, we didn't learn that in school. I didn't. I didn't even know. Oh yeah, big time. Love until I was like, I don't know, maybe nineteen or twenty. I was with a guy yesterday, and he is in his seventies, and he said he only learned it in the last two years. There you go. <laughs> like, so so, you know, like sometimes people come to it as well, and with with anger, and it's like, what are they doing? Um, how can they keep us? you know, locked up and wearing masks and all this stuff. And I also used to be there, but when you look at it with love and from love, it's like, wow, this is really beautiful. The way that this has been designed because, you know, I don't know about you, but I want to be a parent one day and knowing knowing that our children will be able to learn these things as they go into education is so beautiful. Like, we didn't have that and we're going to be able to help create a world where this is the reality. That's so, oh my God. When you talk about that, a lot of the stuff that I'm doing at the moment, this is a pint glass. It's hard to read that now, but it has my name and my date of birth. My dad got that made the day I was born. Really? Um, And um, yeah, he did that. And it's like, it's a case of the one thing, like I had it for my um birthday last year when i turned 30 uh just on the day and it was so cool i said yeah i intend on becoming a parent but it's like anything 
whether romantically I get involved with a relationship again or go down that road in time, please God. All of my intentions are to go down those paths, as you said, but at the same time, like I'm trying to overturn um, the level of, from what I can see at the moment, is probably 100 years of trauma, you know, in the sense of, you know, through my family system. It's not easy, and everyone keeps coming back to say, Rory, you keep taking on so much, but I'm like, I want to make sure that what goes on after me mm-hmm. is the legacy that people turn around and say, what did Rory do for you? Yeah. And then someone might say, well, I'm healthy or whatever it might be, or I have a clean slate. Like that to me is setting up the next three or four generations. So whatever happens in my current state and in my current life, you're setting up the rest of the future. Like this work that I'm doing at the moment, yes, it's intense. Yes, it's crazy. Like on the side, say no, say going into it, it's so interesting. Like when you get this level, like the one biggest thing I've learned from Gabor Matty is, well, Irish people specifically, we are so addictive. Maybe it's human nature. I'm not sure, to be honest, yes. But at the same time, human nature graphs Irish people, even to pull the pint glass in there shows exactly where a lot of people in the world see us as drunk leprechauns or whatever falling around but at the same time internationally we're so well appreciated and people love meeting Irish people or love coming to Ireland respectively mm-hmm. so like it's interesting in the sense that you go back to even like the Boston Tea Party or all these other things just the significance of even Irish history over the years it's interesting actually to see from your side mm-hmm. where is the belief maybe from Canada in the sense that like a lot of Irish beliefs come from addiction. Okay. I would say, no, that's a wide, broad statement, but mm-hmm. we've very addictive personalities, be it with, say, social, like, releases, be it with drink or drugs, um, and a lot of these things, money, um, mm-hmm. to name but a few. It would be interesting to see, like, I'd imagine, like, the Western world is probably very similar in this. Like, it's not just Ireland. I would say that Canada is very similar to that. Um, yeah, I'm also, I have Irish in me. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Very um, good. But yeah, I, I think the West is like that as well because, you know, like our media and our, our social media reflects that is like, look where I am. I'm on a boat, um, you know, taking pictures where, you know, you know that, you'd have to have money to be there. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And that's kind of like the the culture of like, you know, like I'm doing well for myself. Look at how much I have is kind of the thing that we gravitate towards because we want to, um, you know, be like that. And I, I feel like that's rooted a bit in addiction because then people choose their careers based on how much money they can make, what kind of social status they're going to have, how, um, like what they can identify with. And, you know, that's, it's one of the, um, one of the things that I think to look at is like moderation and being happy with what you have and being in the present and not constantly wanting more. So I, you know, and it's, it's actually, that's like an amazing question because I've never in my life considered that before. So thank you. So it's, yeah, I'm like watching my, my thoughts. I'm like, 
wow i well I'm... even even if you add to that to yeah. hold on that thought train it's actually from childhood trauma so like you go back in your transgenerational trauma that comes with all of that and then you bolster on your own present being from your womb days to current state even as i was saying there with the pint glass um yeah. yes it's yes. like that's a lot of time a lot of trauma a lot of emotion stored energy that i learned actually only this week as it, is it the, the, the gland now forgive me on the name is it the, the pineal gland or uh yes. yep um, and a lot of stuff i was doing yoga yesterday like you can even as far as i understand this even already you store the most of your memory in emotional trauma in your hips which is so bizarre like you would think your head yeah and i would feel that but then now when you start to activate all of these glands as you say like people like sit at say their desk or sit at the couch or on the couch rather <laughs> but like if you practice sitting in different ways like the body wants to move like the body wasn't created to sit still no nope. and if we can learn to flow and breathe with these like people see with like musicians back to Coldplay again the most natural state for the human flow is when it's in that kind of trance state maybe is probably a way to say it yeah like flow flow state trance yeah, yeah. exactly mm-hmm. and it's amazing how like Irish, I suppose, history comes through, as you said, poetry, like what we're known and renowned for more, I suppose, outside of the alcoholic side of Guinness and all these other things. But like the staples of Irish history come from poetry, uh, crafting in a sense of artists, just they're the staples of the culture, like very Celtic, you know, the level of the question then would be interesting to see, like, where Canada, even from a lot of the stuff I was saying before the call today, what what would the staples be? Maybe mm. what's the first thoughts that come to mind on Canadian culture with that maybe? In my opinion, ooh, you know, it's it's so interesting. Um, there doesn't seem to be a lot that really kind of comes to mind. <laughs> it, but then, but know, then, if you're if you're to pull back your emotion in that sense and actually give it space right as in like you know the first thing you're thinking is oh you know the natural thing is oh we're not good at anything that's just the natural human emotion in the sense of we're it's always ego. thinking negative with ego yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, te- the student becomes the teacher the teacher becomes the student that the level is obviously there like i see even from what i'm thinking on it this week that there is a lot that the canadian history i don't know enough yet would yeah. offer in the sense of how like traditionally exploratory yeah the canadians are very 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 um what's the phrase open like the mind is very very uh, optimistic right. creativity side of it is huge in the sense that a lot of Canadians, in a sense, always nearly get probably one of the most painful things globally. Oh, are you American? When you travel, a lot of people would assume, oh, you sound American. Where are you from the States? Right. That's one thing I find I like, come across with Canadians the whole time. And then they're kind of like nearly second fiddle. Like, As in, would that be something even to think, do you feel the fact that you guys are neighbors to the US, that they would hold that against you in any way? Or 
like is there anything like in that sense of the cross-border feel like for example Ireland and the UK we always feel that with England really? and the UK that they always feel and they'll always say that they're not you know but the history would tell you that we were always at battle with the UK and we always love getting one over with our neighbours so naturally that's where I'm wondering with the US I imagine it's the same thing that maybe in the ice hockey or whatever it might be there's definitely cross-border I'd imagine rivalry that still to this day probably is present in its own manifestation be it in sport or anything like that I don't know enough yet to be fair yeah yeah I'd say that when you're saying that I I feel like I have um uh, like you can tell that that energy exists I personally don't feel it I also uh, know not a lot about history at all because a lot of history is like actually fake. So, um, and it doesn't really, it's not of ex- much. Ex- of ex- expand on that though. I'd like to see like, that. Where are you going with us? With As fake in, history? Yeah. Well, it's controlled information. So um, there's a lot of. Is this um, where you're going? Like, I've heard some stuff around sensitivity when it comes to record, records and all that kind of thing. Yeah, so there's a there's a lot of um, like there's even books. <laughs> there's like a bunch of books that are like locked up in the Vatican, for example. So there's a lot of history. Um, you can go look into the Emerald Tablets. Um, you can look into because uh, like even even this morning I was there, for example, walking past an old ruins on a walk uh, slash run with the dog, and like. I'm trying to nearly tap into that kind of Celtic time in Ireland to see what inspiration it gives you. You know, to be fair, you're just kind of going, putting yourself in that situation. It's nearly thinking back in the days when there was nothing except maybe a shelter and you had to go hunting for food. Regardless of the history, you know, the history tells its own narrative. That's fair enough when you're in school. It's more time and place for inspiration and trying to pull out going, hold on a second, as you said, being grateful that like, look how far the world has come in a matter of maybe call it a hundred years. Yeah. Since that like, you know, we can adapt that we have clothes, we have nice food, we can run around and have nice things. And all that we're concerned about is how much we want and how much we can get of something, whatever commodity that is. Right. Whereas like we're so, we're so lost from the basis yeah. of just connecting, not even yes. to people. Yeah. But as I think as you're saying, just to the world in general, like it's so uh, bizarre. Yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree with the, um, the disconnection. And I feel like, um, that's why I find it hard to kind of comment on like what Canadians, you know, have, because I both don't really know. Um, I'm not into history. So it's hard for me to kind of look back and say, this is where we started. Not that I am either. It's only more of a professional thing recently. I'd say like a a lot of what's coming through here is self-image. Like for example, recently what I've done is I visualize a lot of um, the positive psychology that I'm on an island. Like recently I was aiming to move to Barbados and it's like um, that would have been on an island with a tribal-like experience. So a lot of the stuff that would come to mind with Canada would have been horseback and all these different things that you would have seen through all of the wars and all of those images doesn't matter what it say significantly means obviously there's a lot in that and i don't mean to be rude in that i'm just saying for what it means in history it's just a time and another paradigm you know we are in another time now at the same time we're only a speck of dust in time in general so it's just right. like what you can take from something in the past might actually bear fruit 
to give you some sort of context around the present. So like anything, if I'm like, oh, I'm aware of, I'm on an island in Ireland and I'm more tribal. Again, when I'm running this morning, I'm like, oh, the old kind of like aha moments come. You start to tune into more of the connections of the older pathways and it provides a lot more context to a lot more present feeling. You actually, yeah. the more the more I feel like, yes, like I'm not a huge history man as well, but I find the one thing that I'm learning from it is the more that I look into the wisdom of the past, the more it provides context to me and how much more I can stay aware in the present, which is yeah. ego-driven in some ways at the moment, naturally with different warlike analogies. But again, it really gives you the context. You know, it nearly paints the picture, as you said, the whole manifestation from your internal um, literally goes live in yeah. the external, which is so bizarre. As you said, you were talking the phrase earlier um, where it was like, uh, what should you say? It was like, we are representing ourselves in the physical. Was that the way you put yeah. it? Or, yeah. yeah, essentially, yeah. It's, um, yeah. it's so bizarre. But again, like all these things, as I said, as I said earlier today, it was like nearly where are we religious or are we psychological? And I know like, one of the biggest things like I would try to tie this in and I know we've started with ego and it's gone on a real different tangent on a lot of ways with this conversation I love it though because mm-hmm. a lot of these things people would see ego and get scared you know the word nearly just brings fear in itself and I think fear is probably one of the most um potent um emotions because it is so driven on nearly as you said nearly the underlying factors when it comes to diseases and all the rest of it so mm-hmm. what i'd like to say maybe see on sealing this conversation maybe coming back to just summarize and coming into it like how did you manage to get over your own fears and how did you arrive at saying similar to where i am at the moment ego i have enough of this and i'm right. gonna face it yes i i will answer that but i Wanted to answer your question because I thought of an answer. Go for it. And I really appreciate you bringing this up because I was like, what the heck is Canada about? Like, I couldn't think of it. And I, yeah. So connection and land love, that is essentially what Canada was about because it was colonized. And there we go. Yeah. You are a great, smart man. That was amazing. (laughs) I was like, what the heck? I've got nothing in here. Yeah. So, and, and that's what I want to see for, for this country again. And for everyone is like, that's what life is about. Love connecting with fellow people and living and loving our earth and our land. Like what else could you want? <laughs> so that, yeah. Um, thank you. And the second question, how did I come to uh, like overcoming and releasing uh, the fears and the ego and everything. So number one, really understanding the frameworks and how they impact my literal thought patterns and belief patterns. So you, you go back to your times in your life, um, starts with childhood, but you also adopt ideas, um, as teenager, as an adult, Um, So going back to those situations and understanding the truth about those situations. So, um, you know, if there was a situation where you bought into the idea that you were not worthy, going back and looking at the situation and the truth, 
is it true that you are not uh, that you are not worthy no that's there's not one person on this planet that is unworthy so you can go back and kind of dismantle which ideas kind of run your life and um influence the way that you interact with yourself and your external environment um so and then you go through these these um illusions and uh love them and have gratitude for them and um see how they served you and understand why you chose that experience for me people ask like don't you wish that you know you could take back all of the things that happened to you i say no because it taught me everything i know if i didn't know what it felt like to be depressed how would i help other people experiencing depression so that's how i found the gratitude in specific situations like how did this bring me to where i am today why did i choose to experience this it was this 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 i'm independent i'm smart i'm um you know kind i i want to help people and i know what it feels like to um to feel isolated and to feel being left out quote unquote left out again it's just an idea but this makes me hyper aware to how other people might be feeling therefore i am uh sensitive and um empathetic and reactive so yeah really understanding the the truth of the situations and the truth of who you are and doing the work actually sitting down like it's taken me hours upon hours um thousands of dollars on paying my my coach Mena Canonico if you want to check her out she's amazing um yeah really that's good right so so th- that would be my my advice and and, and, and like and likewise yeah. in the level of yeah. my own journey so far like uh, my own team is for anyone that's there I'll share uh, the level of I have a paradigm coach that actually comes from Canada again Bob Proctor and <laughs> uh, was uh family constellations as i said gabramate all can actually this is all canada really uh the psychotherapy is ireland uh he's from ireland anyway awesome. uh, i have a coach from south africa uh as well so wow again naturally then building the out yeah but it's like anything even from our work i know like as this episode is uh recorded on ego like we're going to do a lot of work on the side you know as in through biofeedback and energy and ego because i feel like our work like is only starting here as in this is the episode on the podcast which thank god for our life in technology has allowed us to connect through this journey which allows me to continue on the work you know i could easily say grand that was nice that was a podcast that was great but then you get complacent and you're kind of like you didn't solve the problem you know you got a taste of the food but you didn't learn how to cook it not even like that you didn't learn where the ingredients came from and source them yourself mm-hmm. learn like in the sense of how to not only just try the food it's like anything that phrase that teach a man how to fish mm-hmm. rather than actually giving him the food so amazingly like- constructed and to everyone this is the first part of um the conversation as we mentioned around ego we might even need to unpack this again at another time because just depending on how we see this if anyone feels like they have any additive thoughts on this that would as well unpack it if we need to do another episode and if we can um then as i said building into biofeedback so just to give a flavor maybe before we finish 
introducing, as you said to me the other day, how the biofeedback works. Mm-hmm. Can you just give people maybe an idea on, is it the sample of the, uh, the hair gets sent over to your machine? Yes. And that process maybe, just so people have an idea of what maybe to come? Yeah, sure. So um, because of COVID, I'm doing long distance uh, sessions. So, um, you know, you can use it, you can use the machine with um, like straps around your wrists and your ankles. And there's one that goes on your head as well. Um, You know, but I find that instead of sitting there with the machine and running the session, I've personally preferred uh, in the past and in the present doing long distance, like even for me personally, because then I don't have to sit there running the session. So, yep, a little piece of your hair gets put on the sensor and uh, it's it pretty much scans your, um, your body's electromagnetic, um, like all of the frequencies, all of the energies, and it scans like 11,000 different stressors, you can call them. So um, it could be like vitamin and mineral deficiencies. It can scan if you have parasites. Um, it will tell you what kind of uh, emotional stressors you're having, whether it's like a power struggle or pride. You know, if you've got some kind of headache going on, it's going to let you know about that. Um, last week, I had compressed nerves in my back. So it let me know about that. And it's just like, it's a non-intrusive way of being able to scan things that are causing you stress. Like you're going to be stressed if you've got compressed nerves in your back and you're not always able to feel that. Cause like my back was hurting, but I didn't know that that's what was happening. So with being able to um, scan these, you know where to go to kind of feel better. And then um, on the opposite side of the session, you're influencing your energy. So you're reading them and then you're sending the energetic version of that back to support your body um, within the next 72 hours so that um, you know you can receive that support energetically until you go and get, you know, if you're deficient in uh, let's say vitamin A and E and K and you haven't been able to eat any foods that you can derive those vitamins from, you send it energetically so that um, you feel the difference inside your body right away. It's, it's amazing. And um, yeah, I mean, they, they use it, they use similar technology um, with influencing the, uh, or reading the uh, electromagnetic waves that our bodies give off in hospitals. This is just like that, but different. So, yeah, but even like this week, like I've gone right down to roots of uh, the nature of just cancer and diseases and understanding how to, as you said, nearly go right to the depths of, you know, even there, how much magnesium I'm taking a day, sodium, adding up the vitamins and all these other things. And it's like, um, yeah, naturally, all these things start to go back in that even, as I said to you recently, and uh, just shared the story in the podcast, I got a new phone last weekend and, um, the level of the magnetic field broke the Wi-Fi on the phone. So it's like anything, as you said, within eight feet, it feels like you're walking around just like this incredibly powerful machine. And all of a sudden, you know that you can take resilient hits. That's why I know with my ego at the moment, I'm like working even harder on my energy that 
it's like even through other points, be it like with sperm retention or psychedelics, I know if I get hit back and I lose everything, it's just a matter of essentially licking a frog again and uh, <laughs> back back online. But again, like I said, you know these points of support that like you have so much foundational support behind you. Then you have this magnetic wave of energy, but then you're so calm in the middle. But then you know that, as you said, whether it's something that's stabbing you in the back, whether it's something that's hitting you in the head, you're surfing. You're just going through life and you're skiing yeah. around and you're just having fun. As I said the whole part of life is about having fun every day. The one thing we always forget is having fun. You know, I said we grow up into these adult like bodies, we put on these shoes and we're like, oh yeah, buy a house and, <laughs> you know, hit our 30s or late 40s or whatever it is. And it's like, that's it, you know, mind my kids and let's talk about kids because I'm not doing anything anyway. And yeah. um, I'd hope to God in time that I'm always like, well, exactly, uh, what are you talking about here? I still have a life too. Uh, and you see those people in life that have much more prosperous families that everybody still has their own peace in the family, not that just the kids are the focus. Yes, naturally, they might take the right. primary role and the parent becomes second fiddle, but at the same time, everybody needs to have their own space. Everybody needs to look at their own selves and look after themselves because that whole flow on energy it's like anything, everyone can go away and come back. Yeah. So wow. in that level of how we tie up this whole episode on departing the shores and coming back to it, uh, we will, as we said, do another episode uh, on biofeedback in time. Um, but I suppose to conclude on this, uh, in Ireland, uh, Andrea, we say uh, in the Celtic way, which is the Irish for thank you very much. So I'll say that again if you want, just as your uh, perked up position was like, what was yeah. that? That's uh, it's, it's called I will send it over to you afterwards just so awesome. it's easier for you to understand. But essentially, it's a thank you across the world to you for spending time with us today. And uh, I would be delighted to have you back on again. Thank you so much. I This was amazing. And you asked just amazing questions thank you so much and you're so easy to talk to so thank you for having me welcome to my world the riffraff and rory podcast episodes will be available every week and you can listen to the podcast on all podcast streaming platforms <laughs>